0: With the main chip washes. It's real talk. Main it's real talk with your main chip washes. When it comes to information, the main got an arsenal. Bring you up to speed with what you need. He's a local and nationwide news feed. Let's talk about it. Dialect to do something about it. Chip got the floor wide open. If you got questions about it, main, it's the show that brings you to your raw To solve all problems, it starts real talk. Real talk, it's real talk. It's real talk we
1: And welcome, welcome to the wonderfully crafted radio program called Real Talk on this Monday evening, 91.7 WYXR, your humble host Chip Washington with you, along with um, Adam and Marquette, my my dynamic duo, uh, producing associate producing this evening. Very glad to have you with us, uh, wherever it is you are listening. You know, I don't, I don't know how, how you know, bigger base I have or a smaller base I have, but wherever it is you are, and if you are checking us out, I deeply appreciate it, and I thank you very, very much for that. We are on each and every Monday evening on this fine radio station, WIXR, your crosstown radio station. Uh, From uh, 6 to 7 p.m. Central, uh, if you are in the Memphis and Shelby County area, you can hear us live on the box, on the radio. Uh, if you are out of uh, the county or out of the state, you can catch us on the TuneIn app, T-U-N-E-I-N uh, app, and go to—well, uh, actually, the search— W-Y-X-R, put that in the search box and hit play and you should hear us crystal clearly wherever it is in this country you are. I hope everybody had a good week since the last time we were able to uh, chit-chat on uh, last Monday. This storm that happened this afternoon, how many of you got got, got caught out in that this afternoon about four o'clock or so? My goodness gracious. I mean, I was at work. I was in my office, and the thunder was roaring so heavy out there. I mean to tell you, boy, it shook the building. And when I looked outside, I mean, the rain was coming down sideways. The wind was blowing hard, the whole nine yards. I pray uh, that there weren't uh, any uh, bad accidents or mishaps on the road. And uh, wherever you were, if you were out, you got to where you needed to get to safely. Coming to the station tonight, it was beautiful. Uh, When I walked in from the parking lot, Uh, The sun, the sun, the moon is shining bright. I didn't see a cloud in the sky. So whatever it was, it was short lived and it moved on. I heard there was hail somewhere out here. I don't know if it was in the city limits or the county limits. Uh, I heard there might have been some down in Mississippi a bit earlier uh, today as well. So anyway, that's past us and we've moved on to bigger and better things. Hopefully we will. I think we have a good show tonight. But I always think we have a good show, but it also always depends on what you think in terms of whether or not we actually have a good show tonight. But I think we have a good show tonight. Um, uh, As I always do want to acknowledge any birthdays, anniversaries or special events or occasions. If you are in any one of those categories, congratulations to you. Many happy more uh, and all that, that good stuff. You know what folks say when they congratulate you when it's a birthday or an anniversary or you got a job promotion or some other special occasion in your world in your life. A lot of birthdays today uh out there uh in uh, the Memphis and Shelby County area. So happy birthday to each and every one of you. This was one of those weekends where uh we lost uh some some rather big names now before I talk about the big names I wanna talk about the names that don't get into the headlines. Uh, You know, we've been losing people by the hundreds and and the thousands every day in this country uh, due to COVID-19. Vaccination or not, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, But folks are still leaving here. And uh, before I came on, we were close to 420,000 of our brothers and sisters uh, who have died from COVID. And we are not done with it yet. Uh, there are anywhere from two to 4,000 people leaving here a day, dying every day of this virus. And, uh, you know, as I said, the vaccines are out. Uh, but if you've been paying attention to the news, uh, the, the rollout has not been really successful. Not as many shots in arms as was promised. Um, vaccine supplies are limited, not only here, but across the country. Uh, but again, things are starting to move, particularly here in Shelby County. We'll talk about that in a minute. But let me get back to uh, some of the notable deaths. But every death uh, is, is, a, is a hard death. Everybody that uh, leaves us and becomes our angel, uh, they, they're not here anymore. And uh, we mourn the loss of all of our brothers and sisters and those that we hold near and dear. But uh, I think we uh, on uh, we lost Hank Aaron. Uh, I think on Saturday I want to say uh, the home run king. Now he's actually second, but he broke the home run record of Babe Ruth, and you know he'll always be the man to me. Uh, but he died uh, over the weekend. I believe he was 86 years old. The man who almost invented talk, uh, Larry King. Larry King uh, died on uh, Sunday. Uh, at the age of 87. Of course, he was on CNN for 25 years, uh, the undisputed king of talk radio. Uh, nobody knew how to do it quite like Larry King knew how to do it. Some 50,000 interviews he conducted in his uh, illustrious career. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he left us here 87 years old, uh, but with a lot of memories and, and a lot of great uh, thoughts and a lot of great shows and a lot of great interviews. You know, whenever it is I decide not to do this anymore or somebody decides for me that I'm not to do this anymore. Uh, I hope to have had a roster of interviews that I've done uh, that folks uh, you know may remember down the road. Uh, that would always that's a very nice legacy to leave. People don't realize I started this show in 2019. It's 2021. I've interviewed a lot of people in, in, in that period of time. I really have. I To, to, to the extent that I'm having a hard time remembering a lot of the folks that I have interviewed. Uh, but uh, there's a couple of them on the show tonight that I have interviewed in the past as well. I will tell you about those folks in a minute. I talked about... The vaccines a few minutes ago and the Shelby County Health Department has announced uh, the locations for the second dose. If you took the first dose of the Moderna vaccine uh, a few weeks ago, uh, you can uh, start to, you know, make your plans, uh, make your calls, get online, make your appointments for the second uh, shot, your second dose of the Moderna vaccine and that will uh, start uh, on Wednesday. Now the first dose, if you received your first dose between December 28th and January 3rd, okay, you uh, will be able to uh, to, uh, you know, like I said, uh, make uh, appointments in specific time frames. Uh, you can either call the COVID-19 vaccine hotline at 901-222-SHOT. It is open from 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. seven days a week. Uh, the health department is asking residents to bring their vaccination card if you receive one on your first appointment with them. Um, you know, uh, now January 27th, which is Wednesday through the 29th, you can get your shots at the Appling Emission Station uh, on City, Appling City Cove. Uh, you can go to uh, online to sign signupgenius.com to uh, make your appointments. Now, on February 2nd through the 6th, you can uh, go to the Pipkin Building, uh, 940 Early Maxwell Road. Over by the over uh, by the the uh, the football stadium over there, uh, Mid South Coliseum area. Um, you can uh, again go to Sign Up Genius uh, to make you know an appointment. So you know again things are starting to get cranked up a little bit. You know second doses. There'll also be some first doses. Uh, you know available a- a- as well. So, you know, again, stay current, stay active, go to Shelby go to the Shelby County Health Department website, uh, you know, go to the sign up genius, you know, make your phone calls at two, two, two shot, and uh, hopefully you'll be able to get through, you make an appointment and you move forward. Now, let me just say this um, for those who are eligible age wise, and I they think they're doing groups one, a one and one, a two but there's a lot of folks that fall within those windows and they're even doing 75 and up, age bracket, age range. If you have an opportunity and you can get through and you can make an appointment, I would urge you to get a vaccine shot. I mean, that's what it's for. And you know, if we ever want to see a day again when we can resume relative normalcy, it would be behoove you To get your family member, you know, to whatever location it is that they can go to, whether it is the Appley Emission Station, the Pipkin Building, or uh, the um, Germantown Baptist Church. That is the, I I was, I was struggling there for a minute. Germantown Baptist Church from February 2nd through February 6th, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. and uh, They are located at 9450 Poplar Avenue. You can also follow the instructions, call a 222-SHOT. Again, if you have a chance to make uh, an appointment for your loved ones, for your mom, for your dad, your grandma, your grandpa, or or yourself, uh, please go and do that. Um, You know, you don't have anything to lose but a little time. But, I mean, if you can get a shot, then you're protecting yourself from a potentially deadly virus. And uh, that I think is what <clears throat> a lot of us need to focus on. And I am encouraging my black and brown brothers and sisters to get out and get vaccinated as well. Okay? They're going to expand the location uh, area that people can get expand uh, people will be able to get vaccinations in specific areas of town. That is coming. I know that they are working a plan where they're going to expand the testing or the shot site areas uh, for people that live in certain parts of town to make it more convenient for you. So, again, stay current, stay up, stay, um, pay attention to the news, pay attention to the websites, and, uh, you know, uh, the media is doing a pretty good job of keeping people informed as well. So, um, oh, by the way, uh, the Super Bowl is set. Uh, for the you folks who like the Super Bowl, Kansas City Chiefs, Tampa Bay Bucks, will be playing in two weeks. Who you got? Will Kansas City repeat this year or will uh, Tom Terrific uh, take his Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who, by the way, are playing the game at their home stadium in Tampa, Florida, uh, lead them to victory? So we'll see. Could be a good game. Should be a good game. Uh, my guests tonight are some really phenomenal ladies. It's Ladies Night on the uh, Real Talk Radio show hosted by me. Uh, my first guest will be Mishka Clay Bibbs. She is the chairwoman of the Shelby County School Board. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, you know, there's a possibility of school, uh, going back to school in the second semester of Shelby County Schools, but there's also uh, the governor of the state, which is uh, trying to forward a bill that is going to make the school district go back for 70 days this semester and if they don't um, they might be in trouble or danger of losing their funding so that's going to be an interesting conversation also tonight we will speak with Dorcas Griffin Dorcas is the director the division of community services uh, for Shelby County Uh, you know we've heard a lot of talk about uh, evictions Uh, I know that since we have a new president, he has extended that. We will talk to Dorcas about that process and about some programs uh, and uh, that uh, you as citizens, uh, you know, may uh, not really know about maybe some some uh, financial options for you as well. So we'll talk to Dorcas about that. And uh, we will talk to Dr. Renee Wilson Simmons. She is the executive director of the Ace Awareness Foundation. And basically Uh, They run uh, some uh, organizations here in town that really help in terms of uh, the the parents and how parents take care of their children uh, during uh, tough emotional times, kind of like the pandemic that we're dealing with. Well, there are four uh, facilities uh, that, uh, that they oversee that are in danger of closing unless they get a new administrator. So we'll talk to her about that. So. Pretty good show. We'll take our first break. And when we come back, we will get things started. Crank this show up. Uh, This is Real Talk. I'm Chip. You know who you are. Come right back, okay? We have a good show tonight.
2: You're listening to Real Talk with Chip Washington. If you're celebrating a birthday, anniversary, or special occasion, shoot him a note and he'll read it on the air. Get involved and tell somebody about Real Talk. We'll be right back. It's Real Talk, it's Real Talk. It's Real Talk, it's Real
3: Talk. Hi, this is the Big O. Old, old is Ready. I was just standing here thinking about you. Thought I'd write a song about you and dedicate it to you. Take a listen. If you didn't go back to school this year, you're really not groovy. Maybe you feel that like school is a drag, it just don't move you. But did you ever think about how square you look standing in an employment line because school didn't interest you? You're really hard to think about it. Without an education, you could only be a tramp. No guy in shoes, no haircut, just plain old country Don't worry about the fellas on the corner Calling you green because you're in your future condition It's really hard to think about and furthermore, tell them that red and Say you're very wise Because you'll be at the top When they get there And if they make it When they get there If they make it When they get there If they make it You really ought to think about it. Think about it really
1: And welcome back to Real Talk. Ladies and gentlemen, on this Monday evening, I am your host, Chip Washington. Very happy to have you with us on uh, tonight. And I am very happy to have my first guest of this evening. Uh, She is, I'll say she's not a stranger to this show because she's been on with me before, but she's back tonight graciously (laughs) giving up a few minutes of her time. She is Mishka Clay Bibbs. She is the chair of the Shelby County School Board. Mishka, are you there?
4: I am here. Well, thank you for having
1: me. Well, listen, no, thank you for taking some time out of your busy schedule to join us. Uh, we have a, uh, a couple of important topics to discuss tonight. And uh, of course, one of them is where are we with uh, a possible return to the classroom uh, after the first semester? I guess is what, the early part of February, am I correct?
4: That is correct, um honestly, as we have stated probably since the beginning is we are trying to follow the numbers mm-hmm. and uh, really that was our call and our plea to just shelby county as a as a whole around you know wearing masks, following the mandates you know it's kind of staying safer at home and doing those things in order for the numbers to go down
5: mm-hmm.
4: and as you know <laughs> that really has not been the case. So, you know, that makes it very difficult uh, around the decision of going back into the building. You know, we have given parents opportunity on two occasions to fill out surveys regarding this. The first time, the first survey was overwhelmingly 80% of parents said no. Mm -hmm. And then the second time it was about 72% of uh, parents said no. Mm -hmm. So the sentiment is still there for families to remain virtual based on the fact that our COVID numbers haven't gone down.
1: So, in, and, and I'm also to understand that in terms of uh, uh, doing a quick poll of the teachers, a majority, a great majority of the teachers said that oh, yeah. they, they were not going to return back to the classroom. Am I correct about Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, I think that number was uh, between 70 and 80 percent, you
1: know, yeah. it's
4: out the top of my head. So that definitely is an overwhelming majority of teachers stating that they were uh, did not want to go in buildings. And really, that's around being safe, yeah. because... One of the things, you know, in Shelby County, it is the fact that we have multi-generational homes. We have families, you know, around who have some pre-existing conditions and just access to quality health care.
1: Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, there's a lot to unpack there with what you just said. And as a as a parent of 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 uh, of uh, uh, children who, who have gone through the, the system, I think you, you just had one graduate from high school last year, if I, if I, I, if I remember correctly. I, uh-huh. I mean, are you comfortable with that decision as well, J- just from the parental side of things?
4: I'll say the parental side, because I do live and have a multi-generational home. No, you know, I think that's the first thing that I, you know, often think about. And then let's be honest, when you look at even the quarantine uh, protocol for what it looks like to quarantine, most of our communities are not set up in a way in order for that to even be possible for families, Mm -hmm. you know? So let's be honest around, like, just, you know, I really what COVID has done is really unveil just Shelby County overall, its social economic infrastructure, and I personally believe that that needs to be addressed more so as you know than anything. And it doesn't have to be an either or. This should be a conversation that's happening simultaneously. So you know, a, a, the municipal districts can do you know say that they're going in, and then all oh, something happen and do a breakout and they can be off for a couple weeks because you know why they can quarantine at home because most of them are living in homes in which the uh, capabilities are there, or they can also afford to pay for quarantine and away from their uh, family members. So there's so much more that goes into this.
1: A lot of different factors. Speaking with uh, Miska Clay Bibbs, is the chairwoman of the Shelby County school boards. Now, Let me and this is just very odd to me, but maybe you can explain it from the inside. The governor of the state of Tennessee has mandated um, and trying to run a bill through the legislature uh, for two school districts in particular, Davidson County, Nashville, Shelby County, Memphis, Um, basically saying that. Uh, You need to return children back to the classroom, teachers back to the classroom for 70 days this school year or face possible um, uh, losing of of funding. Please explain that to me, because I think that's one of the dumbest things I think I've ever heard. But that's just me.
4: I mean, well, Chef, I would ask you the same thing. Please explain that to me, because (laughs) just in making that statement, it sounds uh, definitely out of touch around understanding who we are in Shelby County and also, you know, to our, you know, fellow counterparts in Nashville. You know, I think the reality of it is I I kind of think of it similar to the voucher bill where they tried to only say it was for Memphis and Nashville. Well, you know, that was ruled unconstitutional.
1: Un- yes, it was.
4: So I- here we go down that same line of thinking. You know, I, it doesn't make any sense. And also for me, it's unfortunate that in because we are going through a, a pandemic and because we're doing and uh, dealing with a situation where we're trying to keep families safe.
1: Yeah.
4: Um, It doesn't seem like that's the best move. If you're saying that you're trying to make sure your constituents are OK in order to be able to pay those tax bills, I'm, you know, I'm putting it down to the dollars and cents of it. As a governor, if that's, you know, because that's what governors tend to think about is the dollars of it. But realistically speaking, if you're saying that you're from the human aspect of it, are you really talking about what's best for the state in which you say that you care about?
1: You know, that that to me is is really the question. I mean, I think that the the local municipalities, ours uh, and the folks in Davidson County. Have a great responsibility, and I mean it's a multifaceted responsibility because you're not only talking about the the, the health and well-being and safety of our teachers, our staff, mm-hmm. and our students, um, you know. But 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 you you basically brought up a very good point earlier. The socioeconomics, uh, you add that on top of the pile, and you really have a really difficult situation. But for me. I mean, how concerned are you that, that, that they, they will ram – because I know that every local legislator, legislator in this city is vehemently against it and have let him know. But, I mean, how, yeah. how, I mean, how concerned are you that, that something like this might happen? And if it happens, Ms. Good, this is going to have to be a quick turnaround, really quick.
4: I mean, I think of this two part. Like, I mean, I'm just concerned with anything that comes out of Nashville when you're talking about from um, policymakers that concerns Memphis only. You know, yeah. because at that point it, it does feel targeted. And you know, but I'll say this: Shelby's no stranger to that. We're fighters, and you know, I'm thankful that I serve with the colleagues that I serve with. I'm thankful that we have the superintendent that we have because we we fight for our families. So. Our thought about it is we're going to make sure we do as much as we can do in order to fight for our families from that aspect of it. So, but the other thing about it is, yes, it is a quick turnaround, but let me be clear, you know, um, we've always had a safe plan, which is really our plan about what it means to go back in building. So it's not like if something happens, we're not able to do the turnaround for it because we have a plan. But it's more so around like we want to do what's best for our teachers and our kids. Now, um, sometimes when you fight, uh, no different than vouchers. That wasn't an immediate return, but we were real clear on it wasn't going to
6: happen.
1: Right. Well, I'm, I'm, you know, in thinking about it, and I know Dr. Ray did a video last week that that basically said, "Please don't hurt my children." And yes, I mean, did. it was it was an impassioned plea to the state house to say, "Look, th- you know, uh, I don't know who who thought this this uh, through, this idea through, but it wasn't really well thought of." And our first job, as you have eloquently stated, is to protect our our, our faculty, staff, and our students. And uh, this move seems pretty impulsive and having, in, in my mind, a lot to do with the budget and finances of the state of Tennessee, which really doesn't leave much room for really caring about the students, faculty, and staff.
4: Correct, correct. Now, you know, we do anticipate it's going to come back up in regular sessions, but that's when we as a board advocate to our legislators. And when we advocate, we're not just talking to the Shelby delegation. We have to advocate across state. And, you know, I, there have been some people who reached out around community members about how can they help. It's been more so around the session starts February 8th. That's right. when we need people to go into action as right. far as advocating. Mm-hmm. And I want, you know, yes, they can advocate to the Shelby delegation, but the Shelby delegation, they have our back. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to ever say that they don't have our back. They, so, but it's more so around us understanding we have to advocate across the state. Because a lot of times those people who are sitting in making the decisions, we have to keep in mind they don't know what's happening in Shelby County. Exactly. So in their minds, they're not thinking about it from the same context that we are. So you know that's the work that we do as a board, and it's also when we ask for uh, advocacy assistance, that means
5: across across the
1: state. So you're basically saying that hey, look, Shelby County, let's let's all let's all let's let's all get ready. Let's all let's let's all back us, back, you know, back us up, back each other up and let folks in Nashville know how we feel about this particular issue.
4: Correct. Correct. And you will be hearing a little bit more from the uh, board around that. And I know um, there's, you know, of course, Dr. Ray's video was a great um, starter and a great catalyst for people to have it front of mind. But we definitely know starting February 8th when session starts that there is more work to do.
1: Ms. Clay-Bibbs, thank you so much, uh, Miska, for, for taking some time to, uh, to talk to us tonight. I've been looking forward to this conversation. And uh, we will be keeping a very close eye on uh, you know, what happens here locally uh, because I think it will have a very direct uh, effect on what happens uh, statewide. So thank you so much for taking some time. And, look, you and your family stay up and stay safe and stay well. And if you don't mind, I'll be checking back with you as time moves on to see how things go.
4: Absolutely.
1: Thank you for having me on. Thank I you,
4: appreciate thank you. Thank you so much.
1: All right. Have a good one. All right. Thank you. Uh, so that was Miska uh, Clay Bibbs. Um, I'm having a hard time talking tonight. Miska Clay Bibbs. She was the. She is the chairman of the Shelby County School Board. And yeah, this whole thing about going back to school um, here locally for both the parents and for the teachers and the staff uh, is, an, is uh, not this year. Uh, But we will uh, keep a very close ear and eye on what happens in terms of what Governor Lee is proposing. Another quick break. And when we come back, we will roll along. We're going to talk about eviction and a few other topics with uh, my next guest, Dorcas Griffin. She's the director of the Division of Community Services. This is Real Talk. I'm Chip. We will be right back.
2: B. King talks about hard drugs.
3: I believe that the younger ones are subsiding in that now, they are not, I think they're finding out that it's really no good and we're losing too many people. I think I can understand why a lot of the people have gone into drugs because so many times I've been so frustrated because I couldn't get things to work like I want them to and this sometimes can really mess up your mind if a guy is not using his mind and don't try to be really strong you could really go go into anything it's just like they used to say about alcohol this i do know that whatever problem you had when you got drunk when you get through you got two because you got a hangover plus that other problem is still there and that's the same thing i think about hard drugs so i say you know it's no good no no good
1: And welcome back to Real Talk on this uh, Monday evening. Uh, Chip here uh, as we uh, continue to roll along uh, with uh, this fine piece of radio broadcasting. Now, uh, on the serious side, uh, COVID-19 has affected every aspect of our lives in every imaginable way. Uh, One of the biggest ways, of course, is uh, the economic side of things. Job loss, uh, folks, you know, struggling trying to figure out how to pay bills, how to keep roofs over their head, how to keep food on the table, and take care of their families. Uh, the topic of eviction has been a big topic uh, for the last few months. Uh, we do have a new presidential administration uh, that has, uh, that has uh, made a little news in, in, in that regard. But to, to talk more about that, uh, my guest is Dorcas Griffin. She is the director. Of the division of community services for Shelby County, Dorcas. Thanks for being on the show. I really appreciate you.
6: Absolutely. Good evening, Chip. How are you?
1: I'm doing good. How are you doing? I
6: am doing well. You know, like everyone, just continuing to adjust to our life, um, the new normal, Absolutely. and just really working and praying to get to a better normal. Sooner than later,
1: you got that right. And happy New Year to you, by the way. Happy
6: New Year to you as well.
1: Okay, so let let's get into it. Uh, the the you know the eviction uh, issue, and I and I hear you on our calls, and you know, and uh, you're very you've been working very hard, um, really, to try to help uh, folks you know make ends meet, um, especially with these evictions. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, when the new administration took office, did they not extend the eviction uh, moratorium? And uh, can you kind of run a little bit down for us about what that's all about?
6: Absolutely. So, um, yes. So, last year, um, through the CARES Act and some of the work that was done in the former administration, evictions, actually, there was a moratorium, a federal moratorium put in place to prevent um, folks from being evicted Um, if they could show proof that they had been impacted by COVID and they Made tight, they made arrangements or at least tried to find help to be able to pay their rent. Okay. Um, the CDC, if you signed a letter um, that was on their website, you gave it to your landlord, you could not be evicted for um, failure to pay rent. So that was to end on December 30th uh-huh. through the second COVID Stimulus Relief Act um, that was passed right before the um, new year that moratorium was actually extended until March 31st. And so we are happy that this new administration has really pushed for that as well. um, And that we do have more time for folks to be able to hopefully get on their feet because we know that it has been a really difficult time. I do want to say, you know, just for the listeners that are out there, To clarify a moratorium, a moratorium only means a halt in payment. It does not mean that those payments and any debts that are owed go away. And so it is really important, while we are very thrilled that we have more time um, through this moratorium to try to help folks, it is important that people who are in need reach out and try to find resources to help them during this time because come March 31st, everything that you haven't paid still is going to be owed to landlords.
1: Speaking with Dorcas Griffin, that she is the Director of the Division of Community Services for Shelby County. Okay, having said that, uh, said what you just said, and basically that this is that doesn't mean that it did, wipes the debt away. It means that it's just uh, you, you may not have to pay now, but you will have to pay eventually. What kind? Of, what, what does this allow you to do? This 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 moratorium until the end of March, uh, not only for the for the citizens, but in, in your office. What does this allow you to do to be able to help some of these folks out here? Well, one
6: thing um, I am thankful that this, that there has not just been a moratorium, but there has also been an influx of resources that have come into the community and across the nation to help folks with rent and utility assistance. Okay, that's right. um, both the city and county have received um, awards from the Treasury within the last couple of days. It's mm-hmm. very, very new. Uh, we are probably looking at a combined total of about million that will be available in the community to help folks with rent and utilities and housing-related support. Oh, wow. Um, And this money is in addition to some of the funding that we already had in place through some of our normal course of programming. Right. Um, And so when you combine all of that money, you are looking at at least about $35 million that's here and available to try to help people. So we're excited. Um, We're working together. Um, All of the different funding organizations that have federal funding around rent, Um, we have actually been working together in the last couple of days trying to pull together some ways that we can make applying to any of these programs a very seamless um, process for our citizens. We know that there are lots of different avenues to go through to get help. And so we see an opportunity with this big influx of money to really coordinate better all of these different funding streams and just make it a little less confusing and cumbersome for our um, residents. More information will be coming out about the program mm-hmm. in the next couple of weeks as mm-hmm. we quickly try to stand all of the programming up.
1: That is that Dor- that is huge news. What you just what you just said right there in terms of of uh, not only the partnerships, uh, you know, internally, but you know, with the federal government as well, and all of that money that you're talking about um, that can go into helping so many. Uh, in need that's a that's a really big deal
6: yeah yeah it is a big deal and we recognize that you know for so many people this is going to be life-saving yes, right yes people need the ability to just get on their feet so that they can even begin to start to figure out what's next mm-hmm. and so we are very hopeful that as um, all of this is rolled out, that more and more people will be able to get stabilized. Um, I'm excited to see what will happen at the end of this. Um, we do have until December 31st to expend any monies that are given through this second um, stimulus. Yeah. Um, we anticipate, um, and we've been told by the federal government, that you know if there is money that's not used across the nation, they'll do a reallocation process. Um, probably near August or September. And so we will stand ready. We are going to work to serve as many people as we can and to get as many dollars as we possibly can into this community to help folks.
1: Well, it sounds like, as the president says, help is on the way, and uh, and based on what you just said, um, I, I you know I truly believe that help is help is on the way, Dorcas. I you know I I, I love having you on the show because every time I do, there's always a grain and nugget of of information. <laughs> valuable information that you provide to I'm being serious but to the people out here, but what you said tonight is, is really big. So folks need to be paying attention. Uh, as you said, for the next uh, couple three weeks, the next few weeks, yes. there'll be information Absolutely. coming out that they can, that they can, uh, you know, follow up with. Right.
6: Absolutely. And I promise you and your listeners, Chip, you will be among the first that will have all information that you can share with listeners we are hopeful to un- unveil an online application system um, oh. in the next couple of weeks. Um, I would tell you, like, be patient. Um, we want to make sure that we do this right. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it, anybody that's run a program knows that it usually takes you Six, seven months, we don't have that time, but we do want to be thoughtful in how we roll this out. I would also like to tell folks, you know, we're we're talking about this new influx of money that's coming in the community, but there are programs that still are stood up to help people right now. Um, The Community Services Agency, which is a part of my division, as a part of their normal course of work, they help people with rent and mortgage assistance and Mm -hmm. utility assistance. Mm -hmm. If there are any listeners out there, Um, I encourage you to go to the Shelby County um, TN.gov website and you can click to find community services agency, the online application, phone numbers, all of that is there. Um, You can also call 222-4200 for more information.
1: I tell you what, thank you so much for all you do for the community and uh, for sharing some of that news tonight. We'll be we'll be keeping a close eye on, uh, you know, things as 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 the rollout moves along and, and you have more information to share with the public. Dorcas, thank you so much for for, uh, for uh, checking in with us tonight. I really appreciate it. And I talk to you soon. OK, absolutely.
6: Have a good night.
1: All right. You too. Thank you. Well, that was uh, that was quite revealing, and I hope that uh, you know if you are here listening and you do need some help in reference uh, to economic assistance, living assistance, and things like that, uh, you 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 uh, call the county, uh, call the uh, division of community services; they can help you. And there's some big things coming down the road, money, 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 to help uh, take care of our needs. One final break, one final guest on this. Not final show for this evening. <laughs> We're still here till seven o'clock. I'm Chip. This is Real Talk. One final break. We'll be right back.
2: You're listening to Real Talk with Chip Washington. If you're celebrating a birthday, anniversary, or special occasion, shoot him a note and he'll read it on the air. Get involved and tell somebody about Real Talk. We'll be right back.
7: Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Sam. I don't think Jim would mind if we just talk about a little school dropping out. Uh, education. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was reading a paragraph the other day that said a little bit of learning can be dangerous and uh, because today's job market, the smaller your education, the smaller your chances for success. True. So um, I would like to tell our friends, uh, don't be a dropout. out of school today. You have less education than most machines. <laughs> That's just uh, uh, <laughs> a, a, little, a, headache yeah, a little figure of speech there. But really, it's a true thing. That's it true. it doesn't, sell, uh, doesn't sell the dull, dirty, or uh, the low-paying jobs. Right. You know? Right. But if we stay in school, and try to get that education, the kids now really, they really do want to stay in school now, you know. And the ones that don't want to stay in school, watching the ones that are going, to, going school, to school, they really want to get on in there right. because it's so much right. happening. Right. Look, you, look, you're getting your studies, you're getting a chance That's to play with so sports. Things. It's so, so many, many things. beautiful things in school that you can do, you know. So, uh, girls and boys, this is Sam. And I'm Dave. And we would like to say to you, don't, don't be, a, be dropout. a dropout, stay in school.
1: Monday evening and uh, we've had a really good show for you this evening and I hope that uh, you have had a chance to listen uh, to uh, what we have been doing so far. Uh, Right now we're going to talk about uh, an organization it's called the Universal Parenting Places and uh, if you've not heard of it it provides no-cost therapy and counseling for parents who may, experiencing, who may be experiencing challenges with their children. Now, uh, they have four locations uh, here in the city, but right now they are in danger of actually closing their doors if they can't find an administrator. So to uh, join me now to talk a little bit about this is the ACE Awareness Foundation Executive Director. Her name is Dr. Renee Wilson-Simmons. Dr. Simmons, glad to have you on the show.
5: Well, I am so pleased to be here. Thank you so much for the invitation.
1: Well, listen, uh, you know, um, I was uh, told about, uh, about this uh, a week or so ago, and I thought it was very interesting. But if you wouldn't mind laying out for our listening audience exactly what Universal Parenting Places is, is about and what they do.
5: Oh, sure. And I I would love to. So the universal parenting places, and we call them UPPs for short, Uh are, as you correctly stated, there were, I won't say there are, there were four, uh, and the first ones were established in 2015. And now uh, it, it went to four that were really helping parents, grandparents, other family members who take care of children in the home, helping them by providing Uh, counseling with a licensed therapist, uh, support groups for parents, uh, activities that provide parent-child bonding, everything from family drumming to baby and me yoga to nutrition classes, with with really the focus on helping parents be the best parents they can be and helping them work through the kinds of struggles that, that sort of are barriers to their success and the success of their families.
1: Wow. Yeah, that's well, that that that's a pretty comprehensive program. And uh, so now you're faced with uh, possible closure because of of needing an administrator. Talk us through that that process and, and, and kind of where you're at and, 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 and what you need and what you're hoping to get.
5: Sure. So uh, there, there were four that one at Baptist Memorial Hospital for Women. One at Knowledge Quest, one at Christ Community Health Services in Fraser and one at Perea School. Uh And so we are, when I say we, the foundation receives funding from an anonymous donor. And then we, in turn, provide funding to each of those sites, the operators in those sites. But the, the donor made a decision not to continue with the funding. And so we could not provide funding to the UPPs. So as of December... The UPP in uh, at Baptist closed, and oh. the one at Korea is closing this month. The two that are left uh, at Knowledge Quest and at uh, Community Health Services, their their health services clinic, they will continue to operate, but uh, not under the name of Universal Parenting Place. So we have found, and I shouldn't say found, <laughs> we have the potential <laughs> of. Uh, anonymous donors, two of them, who really value the work that has gone into this sure. and the work that should continue. So they are willing to fund for one year an operator who – and, and we we'll I probably operate an organization, an agency that could take the reins and continue by operating a universal parenting place and to plan for sustainability of it to have the potential to continue the work and expand into more sites. So that's what we're looking at now. And we put out a request for qualifications from organizations or agencies that believe they have the space the, uh, the, and the capacity to continue this work. So that request went out uh, 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 a couple of weeks ago. And today is actually the deadline for submitting a, a application to be uh, considered, to be interviewed, to go through a process to determine if this sure. is an organization that could, in fact, continue the work.
1: Sure. So will the 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 donors that you have and you said you had two of them, will they fund the two existing uh, facilities or will there be opportunity to reopen the other two or how, how, how would that work?
5: So the two that are continuing, the, the, and that's a great question because KQ, which we know is a great community-based organization, and the Christ Community Health Services site in Frasier, they are committed to continuing the work no matter what,
0: wow. that
5: they're going to okay. find a way to do it. Now, they also could apply, and I, I haven't seen, so today was deadline, they may have in fact applied to gain funding to continue it as a UPP. But in any case, both KQ and the Christ Community Fund and Fraser are committed to continuing the work, to providing the services, to gaining uh, continued support in a range of ways. So those are certainly possibilities. So they may end up being the successful operator and would get this funding, but it's only a year of funding. So the expectation is during that time that that organization would have Put into place opportunities to continue the work by finding other sources of funding. But it's just, just you know, you need the opportunity to to have a chance to try to continue and see, be able to demonstrate the value, so that you can bring on additional funders that would help the work to continue.
1: Well, you know, I've, and listening to you talk, and we're speaking with uh, Dr. Renee Wilson-Simmons. She's the executive director of the Ace Awareness Foundation. Um, this sounds like an extraordinarily valuable program. And I was, You said, I believe it's been around, what, five years now, right?
5: Yes, that's correct. And over the five years, they've conducted a total of 5,000 counseling sessions.
1: Well, and, and, and just and, and, and just saying that uh, it 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 at least demonstrates to me uh, how important this this truly is, and I mean it, it sounds as if you know you, you know you you clearly see the value in it, but a lot of other folks see the value in it too, um, um, because there is such a need for connectivity um, with these families. In particular, uh, with this pandemic that we're going through, which has probably added even more of a of a, of a of a of a burden and and a need at the same time. Uh, am I correct in saying that?
5: You know what, Chip? You are absolutely positively correct. You know, and I know that in especially in the African American community, but not just in the African American community community, but in communities, there's a stigma around. Issues related to mental health. Yes, that I'm not going to get counseling. I'm not crazy, or a fear that somehow if you seek help, that there's there's the possibility that that you may lose your children. There's just all kinds of issues and stigma around it. But I will say this: since the pandemic hit, and then you're to, on top of that, a range of issues around social justice and police brutality. There is, families are struggling. And it's the, the first time I've seen the barriers coming down mm. and people saying, you know what, I need help. Yeah. You know what, I'm stressed. You know, but because almost everybody feels like that, people are willing to say they need help and they're looking for a way to get the help that they need. And and because of the pandemic, the UPP is closed in. Uh, well, for, for in-person uh, sessions and activities, they closed, but they, they pivoted to provide online programming yes, uh, and uh, telehealth counseling. And they have actually, during that time, increased the number of counseling sessions because more people were seeking assistance. Having a session from the car in yeah. the break because they, they're working and they, they can't get off or doing it uh, outside because the home doesn't really allow for the privacy they need, but looking for that and doing it. And the sites were also doing sort of a support group online and toddler time, story time, and those got larger viewership than the in-person. Because I think part of that's anonymity; people don't know who you are, sure. but you have an opportunity p- to get some support.
1: Well, listen, I I, I really am glad that uh, that uh, you and I had a chance to chat tonight, and I, I, I will you keep us posted on on you know what happens with this. I, I mean, I think this is something that that folks can and galvanize around organizations, community organizations. Uh, potential founders, funders, folks out there who care about what it is that you are trying to do to better the mental health of our families, uh, thereby, of course, uh, increasing the mental health of our community as well. Will you keep us posted, please?
5: You know what? I appreciate the ask, and I absolutely will. So it will will be exciting to see what happens, who uh, ends up being funded to be the operator, and we'll know that in probably mid-February. So I absolutely will let you
1: know. I appreciate your interest. Dr. Renee Wilson-Simmons, thank you so much for taking time to talk to us on Real Talk, and I look to talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Well, that was uh, a great end to a really good program, and as we're about to get out of here, um, I I was remiss at at the beginning of the show um, because I talk about birthdays, anniversaries, and special occasions, and I always talk about deaths, notable deaths. Well, we had one here, Jerry Johnson, uh, uh, as Marquette, play, I mean, as uh, Adam plays this out. Uh, Jerry Johnson coached the men's basketball team at LeMoyne-Owen College for four decades. He died over the weekend, I think it was yesterday, at the age of 102. He retired from LeMoyne-Owen after spending 46 years as the men's basketball coach, had 821 wins, and was the first black basketball coach to win a Division Three national title in 1975. Coach Johnson, rest in heaven. Uh, In the meantime, uh, great show. Thank you for being with us. Uh, In the meantime, if the Lord says so, we'll be back here, same place, same seat, same time, better show. Uh, In the meantime, you guys uh, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, uplift, motivate, support, encourage. That's what we're all about here. And between now and then, I'm chip and I'm out.